Do you ever wish you could go back in time and help your past self? Help them avoid pitfalls and accelerate their journey in the right direction? Well, that's what this episode is about. It's 2023 right now. I actually started my entrepreneurial journey, though, in 2020 during the start of the pandemic while still in corporate. So right now, I'm speaking as a full-time entrepreneur back to my past self years ago to someone who had entrepreneurial ambitions but had no movement, no vision, no clarity, just vague notions of wanting more freedom in their life, to have a business of their own, to own their time, to have a lucrative financial future and have major impact and feel like they're on fire from a purpose perspective. (laughs) That's the person I'm talking to, the past me who was in corporate. And maybe you can see yourself in that same So if so, this episode is for you. We're focusing on building the entrepreneurial off-ramp. 16 lessons I'd give to my past corporate self. Oh, and trust me, you don't want to miss number seven. Let's dive in. Growing up, society taught you to follow the script by choosing a career path and climbing the ladder. But for many people, this promise falls flat. Work suffocates them, and life becomes painful. Here, you're trapped in what I call the corporate cage. Fortunately, there's a way out. You can take control of your corporate job and unlock a life of freedom. I call this living uncaged. Hi, this is your host, Matt Doan. I'm a coach, creator, and entrepreneur. Uncaging people is my mission because it's been my exact life journey. This show provides you the stories, principles, and tactics to make it happen. Welcome to Uncage Yourself. Building the entrepreneurial off-ramp. Notice I did not say leap. Leap implies this brave, in the middle of the night type (laughs) action where you're jumping off a cliff going from one life to another doing something drastic that's not what we're talking about it's not a leap a leap is a momentary event instead we're building something much more intelligent i'm calling it an off-ramp you've got entrepreneurial ambitions more freedom you want for your life a career of your own design that feels harmonious with the life you actually want to live for yourself and for your family so that's why we say building the off-ramp rather than leaping. It's an intelligent, smarter move, particularly if you've got a lot of financial responsibilities, an inflated lifestyle, a large family, a lot of assets you need to take care of. So let's be careful, right? Now, let's get into those 16 lessons. Again, me speaking from my current entrepreneurial self who's come a long way, learned a lot of lessons, fallen down, got knocked down, picked himself back up. This is me speaking to my past self back in corporate. So here we go. First lesson, let's get started with number one, burn the boats. Now, burning the boats isn't a momentary event, much like a leap, right? We don't want to burn the boats all at once. We want to have that off-ramp feel, but eventually we want to burn the boats because it's a power move. What do I mean by that? Well, eventually you need to get to a state where you are burning the boats in several aspects of life. So the ultimate move for me was 
saying goodbye to my corporate paycheck because that was a forcing function for better accessing the untapped potential I had locked inside of me that psychologists always talk about. We've got like 90% of our brain is untapped. That's a human supercomputer that is lying dormant right now. And you have to ask yourself, what aspects of life do I need to burn the boats in? So whether it's a certain role, a certain company, a certain set of colleagues, a professional group that you're in, a certain set of skills that no longer interest you, right? Even though they might be lucrative, they no longer interest you at all. You've got to ask yourself, how do I methodically start burning particular boats? At first, it might be a little sailboat. It might then be a larger boat. And then it might be a full-out cruise ship. But you've got to burn the boats in your life because when you do that, when you say goodbye to them and you make it difficult to access those boats, then you are forced to move on to something bigger and greater. If you hang on to them, they're going to keep you stuck where you are. Number two, I've learned that high achievers like my past self often lead with their head and mostly ignore their heart, okay? This used to be me in a big way. I would think logically about, oh, I need to stay in this job, in this career path, with these particular skills, earning this type of income in this particular way. Like I'd lock myself in completely. My head said, this is smart. This is rational. This is logical. I was leading completely with my head and it closed off so many possibilities because I was ignoring my heart. My heart was saying, Matt, this sucks. You're miserable. You're meant for so much more. You long to be like your heroes, the people that write books that you see online, that write articles that are on stages making real impact in this world. That's where your heart was pulling you, Matt. You've got to start paying attention. And only looking back, when I started to lead with my heart instead of my head, could I really recognize, embrace, and unleash the gifts I had and actually receive appropriate rewards now as an entrepreneur. Whether it's the impact, the thank you letters I get, the financial gains, the continued time freedom I get in my life, we've gotta get out of our head and lead more with our hearts. Number three, it is super risky to have all your eggs in the corporate basket. We go through cycles and layoffs. There is a great economy, like even during COVID, everything seemed great. There were so many jobs, people could just quit and take a little sabbatical and come back to an even better job. The economy was booming. And then shit hits the fan. Then things get worse. Layoffs happen in droves. They're insane right now as I'm speaking to you in mid-2023. And all that layoff news, it should petrify you. You look at things like the rise of AI and different tools out there that are supplanting entire workforces. You've got to learn to earn income on your own because when you're reliant on a corporate system, which is plugging people into boxes and you have a certain set of skills and you plug into that box and you do the thing, you do the thing long enough, eventually the machines keep up to it because you are a repeatable human. Therefore, it can be automated repeatably too. And you've got to ask yourself, how do I get out of the automation trap? How do I get to a place where I'm not just dependent on an employer doing repeatable things? 
Well, it comes down to learning to earn your own income, not just plugged into another person's system. It's a very dangerous, exposed place to be, especially if you've got a lot of financial responsibilities and a family to care for. So we've got to get out of all your eggs in the corporate basket. Hey, Matt here. Quick break. I'd like to gift you a valuable resource. It's a short video training that helps you uncage yourself. You'll find it at uncagedworkshop.com. There, you'll learn my exact method for escaping the corporate cage, creating a self-directed life, and unlocking uncapped income by doing work you love. So go check out that short video at uncagedworkshop.com. All right, back to the show. Number four. We have this weird fixation on creating optionality for optionality's sake. Well, what do I mean by that? We get all these credentials. We work at these prestigious companies, these impressive titles. We build out our LinkedIn profile with all sorts of cool stuff, which says, look at me, I'm important. I've done things with my life. Well, at least professionally. And you've checked all these boxes and every single box you check is another option that you can cash in later. You're creating optionality. The more stuff I have, the more inflated my resume or my LinkedIn profile looks, the more I can cash this in later. Problem is though, we never cash them in. We're in this state of infinite life deferral. We get addicted to creating more optionality for optionality's sake. We don't actually use it. We don't redeem all of our prestige and talents and abilities and say, create a business of our own design, which then enables the life we want rather than just working for someone else for 40 years. You see that? We've gotta be able to cash in the optionality we've created. And if you're like the common listeners of the show, you've got an impressive background, a lot of boxes checked. Question is, are you just going to keep conforming to other people's expectations or are you actually going to cash that stuff in to live a bigger and better, more exciting life? Number five, understand that energy is everything. It's even more important than time. We talk about time freedom all the time, even on this show. We talk about time is the most precious, non-renewable asset there is totally understand that. But what is having time without having energy? It doesn't matter if you're dog tired, unmotivated, can't do anything with yourself. What's the point of having time? So once you understand and design your life to maximize energy, your entire path, your entire worldview changes for the better. I've done that. I've been hyper fixated on that for years now is maximizing energy. Everything I do from whether it's my nutrition, my sleep, my exercise, my sunlight, my self-care, the types of people I'm around, the things I say yes and no to professionally, all those things are to maximize my energy and to make sure I'm expending my energy on the few things that are essential in my life, which I have defined for myself. And when I've set this goal of energy is everything, then I feel alive. And isn't that what you want? Right now, I bet you don't feel alive. That's what you really want is to feel alive. Number six, focus your corporate efforts on creating efficient leverage. I want you to treat corporate as the tool that it is by emotionally detaching and getting hyper-efficient in delivering certain outcomes at work. Think about packaging your skills, your relationships and accomplishments and leverage them 
externally. Stop just staying within the four walls of the corporate environment, but leverage them externally, whether that's a job upgrade, creating a personal brand, or a side business. Be efficient inside of corporate, but leverage all those gains, that years-long track record you have, all your talents, abilities, peculiarities, interests, all of that. Leverage those gains externally. That's how you get exponential growth on the outside. Your greatest gains, your greatest life ahead, financial gains, time freedom, impact, all that stuff. It's not inside the four walls of the corporate environment, my friend. It's out there in the world. Maybe for some period of time, it's working for another employer. Possibly. That's a stepping stone. But eventually, it's about becoming entrepreneurial because that is the way that you unlock a life of your own design. Number seven, realize that we can't keep clinging to security and ignoring prosperity. Psychologists show that losing $100 is way more emotional and influential than gaining $100. We've got this subconscious and irrational addiction to security, and it prevents us from making bets that could lead to exponential prosperity. We cling to what we have. It's safe. It's stable. I can't lose that $100. It's the worst thing. I'll be pissed off for days and days, right? That's way worse than the upside of just gaining another 100 bucks. And we've got to realize we've got this emotional regulator in our brain that's keeping us to protect the downside, just always clinging to security, and we ignore prosperity. Think about all the people you admire. I bet they were bold. They were mavericks. They were risk takers. They locked onto something that seemed slightly impossible or out of reach, and they went after it. Guns blazing. They were gone chasing it because they saw the upside of the prosperity of making that bet, of gaining that $100 rather than the downside of losing that $100. You get where I'm going with here? We've got to get out of that security mindset. Just think of that job hunt you haven't executed yet. What could that unlock? Or that business you haven't jump-started yet. What could that unlock? All those potential moves, day after day, they compound into something much greater. But you've got to take bold action now. We've got to let go of the grips, the vice grips that security has on us and start paying attention to prosperity, moves that can unlock a much better life in a hurry. Number eight, most people secretly hate the work they do. This is me <laughs> giving permission to my past self to just say like, it's okay, you know what? That work kind of sucks. You don't have to love it. Just because everyone else around you seems like they're loving it doesn't mean you need to as well. It's not like that. And it's a hard thing to admit to yourself. And, you know, it's clear to me from my conversations over the last few years with clients and other people that have been making this entrepreneurial journey that a large percentage of high achievers they can't stand their work and it destroys their entire lives. They just suck it up because it pays well. And if given the option, they would leave immediately. Let that sink in. As high paying, as influential as your career path might be, if they could leave and they had permission to do that, they would leave immediately. You've got to ask yourself, do you have something you need to admit to yourself? It might be a game-changing moment because if you secretly hate the work you do, the effects on your career, your finances, your life, your family, your health, they're untold. They are exponentially bad. You can't stay in that state, okay? Number nine, 
You can't want what you haven't seen. You know, one reason we stay on the default path is because we can't conceive of anything else. Before I joined entrepreneurial mastermind groups years ago, I had zero clue what those people were about. I didn't have an entrepreneurial drop of blood in my body. I didn't know what it was. In my mind, I thought it was either Elon Musk on the high side or it was a mom and pop business nearby. And there was nothing in between in my mind. I had no idea. But after investing to learn their mindset, strategies, and lifestyles, and just being around them, my eyes, my ears, my brain locked onto their way of living, I saw a whole new range of possibilities. And the lesson is this, we've got to seek out new people and ideas that excite and scare us. That's when your brain says, oh crap, there's something else out there. That seems exciting. Let's go after that. And your brain starts to want different things at this point, but you've got to expose yourself to things like that. Your brain can't want what it's never seen before. Number 10, a new life is a few relationships away. Now, most people just succumb to default relationships. They think their immediate family and their colleagues, whom they didn't handpick, are the people they need to hang around and just is what it is. It was handed on this plate to me and here I am. But then, here's the downside. You're unwittingly programmed to want what they want because the people you surround yourself with, just like Jim Rohn said, You're the average of the five people you surround yourself with, and you'll start to subconsciously want what they want. So if it's not very big lies, if it's mediocre default path stuff, you're going to want those same things. And that's dangerous. That should scare you. Instead, if you build relationships with a few people who are where you want to be, even a few steps ahead, your growth becomes inevitable because your brain is going to start to say, nope. Don't want that old stuff. I don't want any part of that past life. We're going to say goodbye to those people. And we're going to say yes to this new group of people. We've graduated from the old and we've upgraded to the new. Number 11, we're paralyzed by irrational fear. When you think about personal risk evaluation, like switching careers, having kids, getting married, we naturally obsess over the downsides. And we don't think hard enough about the upsides. And you've got to realize that all you've ever wanted is on the other side of that fear. You've got to make some big calculated bets. Stare down the worthy fears that you need to engage in your life. And trust that making that move, going down that path, whether it's starting a business, starting a family, changing career paths, taking a sabbatical to leave worker mode, whatever it is, we've got to engage that fear. We've got to blow past it. As Ryan Holiday would say in Stoicism, the obstacle is the way. Number 12, space is the place where miracles happen. Time, energy, and mental capacity is what I mean by space. You've got to create space in your life. That's where miracles happen. All these chaotic days you have when your calendar looks like Skittles vomited all over the place, That's not doing anyone any favors, and it's severely hampering your dreaming, your creativity, and your action-taking. You've got to design your life for maximum space. During your workday, your nights, your weekends, space is where you let your mind dream and create amazing outcomes. You need this permanently, not just a vacation from your reality, but permanent space. If you need to own your mornings, if you need to stay out of corporate land till 10 a.m., 
find a way to engineer it. You can do it if it means enough to you, okay? Number 13, you're uniquely positioned to help your past self. This is ironic because I'm speaking to my past self right now in these lessons. But the reality is you know that person better than anyone. You know how they think, feel, and act. And just realize there are thousands of your past selves out there dying for your help. So position yourself to help them change their lives. And you know what? Monetize all of that in the process. Earn your due income. Right? That's how the exchange happens. There's nothing wrong with that. You can create a great livelihood by helping your past self. You just got to do the hard work to uncover what that is. Package a picture of that person and start speaking to them, accessing them, offering to them. We can go whole deep dive lessons on how to make that a reality as an entrepreneur, but that is your greatest asset is tapping into your past self because there are thousands, if not Millions of people in that position right now who would love to be where you are. Number 14, realize that full-time entrepreneurship is not for the majority of people. My personal stance is that most people should keep their day jobs as long as they fully optimize for freedom. And eventually, this off-ramp is an option for you. You can choose to take it. You can keep a W-2 job because you want to, because you've created it on your terms. You don't need it anymore. You've created the financial conditions outside of your W-2 that the job is no longer necessary. You're not dependent on it. I've learned in this whole process, full-time entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. You've got to be all in mentally and emotionally. It's got this spiky nature to it, and it takes a lot of pre-work to get to the stage of full-time entrepreneurship. But having a side business? Especially for someone like you, dear listener, you better believe that I'm advocating that all corporate professionals do this. Test it out. See what you're made of. See who you can become in the process. The person you become, even if only for your family, is entirely worth the journey of exploring entrepreneurship. And going forward, like I said before, learning how to make a dime on your own is a critical life skill. Things are too volatile out there right now to just be completely dependent on corporate employers. Number 15, nothing changes in your life without skin in the game. If you pay money, you pay attention. And I'm talking about big money. Not talking about $27 on some ebook or some cheap download or some free resource, even like this podcast, right? This is all sparking material, stuff to get you going. But when you actively need to change a situation, like you want to start a life-altering side business, you need to save your marriage, you need to become a much better parent, you need to radically improve your health because things are dire. That's when you talk about skin in the game. Skin in the game is putting forward significant money, time, and energy into a transformation you need in your life. That's how you pay attention to it. If you need a massive transformation, prepare yourself to invest. Invest is the proper term here. It's not spending. It's not a cost. When the outcome matters so much to you, you've got to invest an uncomfortable amount of money with the right resources, of course, with the right people, programs, whatever the thing is that you need. But that's how change happens. That's how we engage our human psychology to actively force ourselves going from current self to ideal future self. You need skin in the game. And lastly, number 16, focus on the gain, not the gap. 
I learned this from the entrepreneurial coach, Dan Sullivan. He talks about it this way. There are two ways you can measure progress in your career and life. The gap mentality or the gain mentality. Gap thinking means you're measuring yourself forward against some unachievable ideal in the future where you're always going to feel negative and stuck as you compare yourself to others who are light years ahead. It's like walking towards the horizon. You're never going to get there. It's not an achievable goal to reach. In contrast, thinking from a gain mentality means you're measuring yourself backwards. You're looking backwards at the path behind you, gauging your progress from yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. When you do that, you acknowledge it, you write it down, you speak it aloud, you talk to others about it you'll feel positive because you recognize your growth. If you get stuck thinking about external people, others that have made it before you, you're done. Instead, you've got to focus on your own personal journey. Focus on your gains. So that's what I have for you when we think about creating an entrepreneurial off-ramp. Those 16 lessons, if I could package that up and hand that back in time to myself, I can only imagine the person I'd be right now. The husband, the father, the entrepreneur. Oh, it's amazing to think about what's possible, but here I am. I'm giving it back. I'm hoping it helps you. Now, I will say this. If you want to accelerate this journey for yourself in applying these 16 lessons to building your entrepreneurial off-ramp, here's what I have for you. Head on over to matthewdone.com forward slash talk. There you can book a breakthrough call with my team and I. In that call, we'll spend about 45 minutes together talking. We'll go through three things. Number one, we'll look at your current work situation. We'll look at what's working, what's not working, and why. Secondly, we'll look at where you'd like to be instead in career and life. And thirdly, we'll go through the exact game plan to get you there. I promise that it'll be the most impactful call you've had in years. It'll give you massive clarity vision, and momentum to applying these lessons, to creating your entrepreneurial off-ramp, to taking control of corporate, and damn it, being the person you know you deserve and need to be for yourself and for your family. So again, your off-ramp is important. Some people will take that exit. Some people won't. But in the process, as you apply these lessons, as you explore who you are, you apply these things, you start earning money on your own, learning that skill set, unleashing your superpowers out there in the world, investing in yourself for the first time, not in some fake way, but truly investing in yourself and becoming the person that you and your family deserve. That's where real growth, real fulfillment happens. That's where you feel good inside every single day. You wake up on Monday mornings feeling excited, on fire, ready to tackle the work, even if you're still in corporate. I know this feeling because that's where I eventually got myself. But these careful moves, these 16 lessons, if you apply them steadily, day after day, they compound into something massive. I hope they help. We'll talk soon. Hey, Matt here. Thanks for listening to Uncage Yourself. For show notes and more content like this, head over to uncageyourself.fm. And if you liked what you heard, I'd appreciate you leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until next time. Be well, my friend.